Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Audio Nautic. My name is Curtis. And I'm Sam Warper. It's been a minute. What have you been doing, man? Oh man, I have been busy neck deep in this EP uh, collab with Spectre. I'm at that point where it's like the diminishing returns. You know, you're like, I keep trying to mix and my ears are getting fatigued and I'm starting to just hear things that aren't really there. And I, I actually had to take a little break from it because it's just becoming too much. So I was like, take a step back, get some objectivity and come back to it. When was the last time that you did something that wasn't the EP? Uh, I, I, I work in a weird way. So I work on multiple things at once. So like I did that demo, I sent you Alcove. I did that. I've been doing this thing lately where I try to write a whole song like in one day on Saturday. Uh-huh. Like I did it with the Survey Channel Inspector remix two weeks ago. Last weekend was uh, that demo Alcove. And uh, so I did that. And then during the week, I've been trying to figure out the like where I want to go for the next album. So I've been, I, that's the other part. I've been working on so many things at once. It, like it's a little too much. And I feel as someone who is in the process of moving, because uh, obviously all my shit is in boxes. Uh, I'm at the moment. I'm literally just on a keyboard, uh, not uh, not a, not a not a MIDI keyboard, just my QWERTY keyboard. Uh, it's been it's a frustrating yet rewarding sort of. Uh, it's a frustrating yet rewarding uh, exploration of something new. Like I've been trying out new plugins. I've been trying out new ways of working. I never use plugins really. I haven't really used plugins for about five or six years. Um, or because I've always yeah. had, I've always, I've always had hardware. I use one plugin, and that's for like chorus and voice textures and stuff. But it's all hardware. But since now everything's in boxes because I'm going to the Czech Republic or Czechia, um, I'm using. I'm going back to using plugins and stuff from when I was like fourteen, fifteen. It's a really interesting insight. <laughs> really interesting. It's nice to get out of those comfort zones, though, isn't it? Oh, completely, yeah. Uh, it's it's suddenly all of a sudden I'm not making stuff that sounds like anything I've done in the last two or three years, and it's very interesting, yeah. isn't it? Um, That's the way to do it. it. That's what getting out of those comfort zones does. It 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 makes you think in different ways and attack things from an angle you'd never usually do. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about starting these kind of like point and click series where you literally oh well i've got his computer i've got no keyboard no actual musical stuff it's all just painting by numbers kind of thing with the mouse uh, I'm, con- yeah. I'm considering making i'm considering a little like maybe a little band camp exclusive kind of thing that kind of thing um yeah because it's because it's easy it's easy like i mean i was like you know what i'm gonna make a lo-fi beat yesterday and so i sat down and i had some samples and i had some stuff from my bank and i just made a very very what's the middle of the road lo-fi beat in about 20 minutes um i mean it, it, it's nothing that i would put out as curtis but you know sell it to a beat maker or sell it as a beat to someone you can make make a quick 50 bucks from that kind of thing um, yeah or put it out under a side name maybe i don't i don't, I don't know i i i love people. i don't know about that whole side project thing i don't know like i don't, I, I, I i it doesn't sit well with me where do where do you sit with it with side projects, I mean, dude, I've gone through so many different moniker names. I guess you could consider them side projects. I, the only thing I don't like about side projects is you basically start fresh. In, mm. I mean, I, that's good and bad. But in terms of like, if you're trying to get people that already listen to you on Spotify or on Bandcamp to listen to you, 
it's kind of difficult, especially with Spotify, because you can't communicate to those Spotify people. So you, if you're releasing under a different name, it's it's brand new, you know. Well, this is it. You're starting from the ground up uh, straight away, and I wonder. I I, I sit and wonder like um, pigeon. Like we we talk about it before, the idea of pigeonholing yourself into a certain way. Um, the yeah. If you start, put, I for me, I don't know. If you start putting, if I started putting stuff out as a side project, um, it's it's I'm just it's an uphill struggle all over again. You know what I mean? Like, I've That's got, the problem. I've got like this long term. I haven't put any of it out yet, but I've got this long term collaboration with this uh, rapper named Jim, who've been we've been working together while we've been in Vietnam, and it's all of it's unreleased. It's ready to go. I'm just waiting for waiting for a few bits and bobs, and could put it under a producer like it's that old hip-hop kind of way of i've made a beat and he's a rapper he comes in he does some work then i produce it and i could do it as a producer under a different name but i don't know i just kind of just taking it away from curtis i don't know you know what i mean but yeah so it's not bad what, what are you doing with alcove because i mean that demo sounded sick Dude, uh, i'm trying to figure that out man maybe wait for january as the first single for my album that's fair. Um, are you? Are you? When? When's? When's you planning for your new album then? Is it first quarter? I'm shooting for uh, maybe April. See, I don't know what's going to happen with this move. And then most of the songs, all of the songs are demoed out. Some have uh, instrument tracking beyond like MIDI. Some aren't going to have much more than MIDI, but uh, a couple are going to have vocals. So I have to, once I add the vocals with like Amanda and my friend Alec, I'll be adding the instruments. But I don't know once I move in October, how long it'll be before I have like my studio and can do instruments. So I'm shooting for like March to May to release it. Okay. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. Um, so you've, you've already written a lot of it. Yeah, everything's written. That's what this weekend I was figuring, starting to figure out track listing. Cause I'm going to try to do a crates vinyl campaign. Okay. So I have to make sure, even though I have about 15 to 20 songs demoed out that are like pretty much ready to start going into the next phase of how I write, like where I start finalizing stuff, uh, you know, a, a vinyl can only have, I think, 40 minutes, something like that. So you have to be kind of meticulous with that. Um, so I was figuring that stuff out. But yeah, uh, so then I'm thinking after that, I'll just do like an EP of the other songs or something like quick to follow. Okay. What's uh what do you th- I mean when you're writing your album in the beginning stages what is the what I mean do you have a particular time overall that you're looking for 40 minutes? No, I I don't so I just write I think I've mentioned it before but I try to write a song or a piece of music every morning. Mm-hmm. Or like yes. just even a melody or like a chord structure or something. So, uh I'll just over time as I'm writing these, if I really think one sounds good, because most of them, you know, they don't. Like you just, I'm just writing to just keep the brain working. Uh, I'll, I'll add, I'll make a note. I have like a running list of tentative songs that I like want to progress further. And then as I progress those further, I like start putting some together in how I could see like a release forming. Uh-huh. And then once I have enough or something, I'll try to start going. Okay, I think this album has like a narrative now. I'll start working on these songs to finalize them and make them, you know, like, because the way I, I write songs, it's very different than how they turn out. 
it starts all like MIDI usually or like just a guitar and then I slowly elaborate and then I convert all the MIDI into hard drive or hardware and go from there. That's fair. I mean, you've got your tape deck now. Is that a multi-tracker? Because you could do it on the go. It but is. It's, you... it's a four-track. So what I'm thinking is if I can't start doing much tracking for the album, I'm going to do like a live vignette EP or something through the cassette. That'd be cool. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so what about you? So you released uh, the new EP. That thing is sick. Thank you. Um, um, I, I bet it, you feel good having that thing done with that I'm, round robin style and all that. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. To be honest, I'm just glad it's done. Uh, if I'm going to be brutally honest with you, I'm just glad it's out. And I'm doing all the emails and I'm, I'm sending out. It's, it's, it's getting, it's well received, which I won't, I won't lie, I'm a little bit surprised about. Um, the, no, it's good, um, man. It is. It's great. Um, it's nice to see. It's been very well received. Forest Robots wrote some really, really interesting, really nice words that kind of made me gush a little bit. Um, but oh, the, nice. But, but it's, um, it's. I mean, it's nice. It's good. It's done. And it's out there. And I'm, I, that's, I've learned, I've taken the lessons from it. And now I'm back. This EP has been everything that I've been doing for the past couple of months. So I did it, but I haven't, I think I said to you the other week, I, I haven't actually created anything new in a while. It's all been tinkering with yeah. old stuff. And so I got back last night and I was like, you know what? I fuck it. I'm wired. I'm going to, I'm going to make something new. So I hit up some of my old loops from back in January or February before, before Corona, before lockdown, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And just playing around with that and trying to work on, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just trying to build something new, just build something new, some new loops, that kind of thing. And it's nice. It's, it's very kind of it's like Astro Lab going back to that kind of washed out guitar sign thing. So it'd be nice. Um, I think I'll, it's the starting of, because now the EP's done, uh, it's, my t- it's my time to start looking at my album. So I, I, where I'm going to yeah. go next year. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be teasing that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Are you still thinking of remastering or mastering, I should say, the, uh, the last one, Ebbs Flows? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it for the new year. I think once once I move to Czech, um, I'm going to start doing physicals. Um, I, I've nice. never con- I've never considered doing physicals before because no one with no one's been a, no one's listened or cared enough to want to buy a physical. But yeah. since in the last couple of weeks, in the last month or so, I've had a few people message me saying, "Ah, oh, uh, do you do vinyl? Do you do CD? Do you do cassette?" And I'm like, "Well, not yet." But, you know, <laughs> if you're asking, I'll start doing it, you know. So I, I've started, there's bit, the demand is there, the market is there now. So, which is nice. Yeah. It's nice to kind of hit that level. Um, so I'll start yeah. doing that. So I'll, I'll, re, I'll remaster it for, I'll remaster it for the year and I'll do a one year anniversary, I think. Um, there you go. I really want to work, I really want to work on my mastering um, and kind of looking into how to make that, do that properly. So, yeah, we'll do that, you know. But... In a year's time, going back to a piece that I've already written, already released, I'm sick of talking about, I'm sick of kind of really doing, um, I've got to go back and revisit and remix everything, which uh, I always like to look forward, you know? I, if, if I, I'd like, I mean, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, you have a situation like Zero Seven or More Chiba where you, you've got a creation, you a creation technique, and then you just basically give it to the other guy and say, right, that's your job. And they enjoy that, so they kind of just get that done. And you can tinker and move on to the next bit kind of thing in tandem. That's just a perfect world, and that's just me bitching and moaning because I don't want to master. I actually really like to go back. Like, I just did it because I've been kind of 
contemplating the idea of going through a bunch of old Celeste and maybe even some Stars Above songs, but most of those I think are lost, um, at least the the project files. But just to see like what I used to do back then in terms of like sound design and stuff like that and composition and then see like what I've forgotten from that, but what I've also changed from that and learned and gotten better from. And like, I, I really want to go through and do like a remix slash remaster of like 10 to 15 songs. Cause I, I, I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you want to look forward, but I almost think looking back helps you look further forward or like further forward. Cause you can see where you were, where you are now compared to that. And you can go, Oh, okay. Well, if I'm that different now, I can imagine, you know, maybe if I change some of these things, I can grow and develop even more, you know. Plus, I just love, like, I love to hear my current self, what I can do with my old stuff, you know. Like, what can I do to it now that completely reinvigorates it? Yeah, now I've got a bit more XP under my belt. Uh, what can yeah. I do with what I've already done? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, there is a lot of credence in that. I think I was going back over before, before I started releasing music, there's a load of projects which I just never released. Um, and I've been going back through them and like, and that obvious cringing and that, and you just, ah, oh, geez, did I really do that? <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you sit and you learn and you go through it and you kind of go, okay, this is, this is what I, this is where, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. And this is how I've got better. And this is where I need to kind of refocus that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'm slowly coming around to the idea. I think, again, I, like I said before, I think it's a demystification process. Like the numbers oh, definitely. and the and the different the different plugins and the things that you should do and how to do the um, saturation balances and stuff like that and gain etc. and all that you know stuff what, though? that is. I wouldn't different. I wouldn't get so bogged down in those details. It's all about at the end of the day how it feels, how it sounds, like whatever just cool yeah. make it sound good dude and uh, I, like look if you have questions you're always welcome to ask me but really yeah there are rules that you can follow but the rules are meant to be broken to some extent you just find what if you have the goal of like i want it to sound like this and use reference tracks that's the other big thing especially when you're starting to master you can see the decibels they're hitting and then you can see why they're hitting that. Like, is it, or the luffs, not decibels, but like the luffs or RMS. Is it because they have way less low end than I do? Because your low end is occupying too much space, which is causing the overall volume to go up. So you tinker with taking the low end down to match this other song you're referring to. That's a good way of putting it. I'll take it. I like, that's a soundbite for that as well. Uh, what you say, just make it sound good, dude. I like that. Um, put that on the <laughs> That's all it is, man. That's, put, that's my motto in life. <laughs> the audionautic motto is just make it sound good, dude. Just make it sound good. We'll put that on a t-shirt. We'll put that on the back. And that'll be, I like that. I like that. Um, we'll make a note of that for the future. Um, someone, anyway. someone might call it following the path. Someone might call it following the path. What a what an interesting segue. So this week <laughs> we are talking with Matt uh, Survey Channel. This week we are talking with Survey Channel. Um, you have a little bio there, don't you? Uh, somewhere. I do. Yeah, Survey gave it to us. So Survey Channel is an exploration of influences and memories based in the chilly Rust Belt city of Buffalo. Survey Channel combines layers of atmospheric sound design and intricate rhythms into a carefully curated and developed final mix. Always experimenting with techniques and sounds, 
He aims to create music that feels outside our present time. Nice. Let's get him online, shall we? Let's do it. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. It's a nice, beautiful morning here. Nice, beautiful. Can you guys morning. hear me? All right? I can hear you. Yeah, we got you. We got everything you need. Good. Good. My setup works. Yeah, it looks like it. Are you just going Discord on your phone? Yeah, my little. Yeah, I got my little PlayStation headset, like ear set mic. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so. You playing some Last of Us while you were talking to us then? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'll be like. Obviously, you got you're quite prolific with your, your cassettes and your, your your tapes and stuff. Obviously, you got your tape deck mm-hmm. and you run everything through. What is it that you like about your cassettes? Honestly, it's like just the quality of it, the sonic quality of of it in terms of using it for music. But a lot of it too is this nostalgic factor for me. Like I said, like there was a point where I was younger and middle, probably around middle school age, where no one had like we had cds right but no one had like a portable cd player i didn't have a portable cd player i had a walkman so i was making you know tapes from the radio i was making tapes from cds i had or and then mp3 started come around and i was you know scouring the internet for music like on my old packard bell and just putting it onto cassette for the bus ride and, and for just you know walking the halls so a lot of it is just tied to that yeah overall like the quality the portability and i just like having something physical that i can manipulate the cassettes um i mean it's sort of like an effect for me you know i'll run i'll run instruments through it here and there but you know there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it tone shaping there's a lot of you know pitch stuff you can do and just, I just like the, I just like how it sounds, you know, and that's so cliche. Like, oh, vinyl sounds like this. Oh, digital, so amazing. Um, cassettes sound like they, but really to me, there is like a certain quality of the cassettes that I like. So a lot of it, and like same with VHS. Like I have a ton of VHS, well, not a ton, but I have a, a decent amount of VHS for someone that, you know, I don't collect it, but I have it sort of stashed away that i use sometimes i'll use vhs and it's like almost real to real quality you know it's it's kind of crazy so at some point i will get into real like i have a plan to get some real like a real to real deck that'd be cool to like get up to that speed yeah and like i know people that do that like my buddy soul slip like he he has a ton he's got like five real decks and he's got like a mastering real tape like deck it's so like I want to get to that point where I'm using reel to reel, but right now cassette is sort of, is sort of that stopgap for me. But yeah, like I have like a history with it. You know, I have a history with sort of manipulating it in a way, and I just like how it sounds with my instruments. It's fun. It's like it's you know that like kinesthetic thing of messing around with it. It's different than working on a computer with plugins. So that's a big part of it for me. That's cool. I, I do you see. Obviously, there's been this vinyl, vinyl's increasing in its kind of, in its um, mm-hmm. purchasing power. More people are buying vinyl. Um, and cassette is kind of coming in underneath, shall we say. Can you see it? Can you see cassette mm-hmm. catching up to the level of vinyl? Are we all going to go back to tape decks? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think it just depends on, probably not. I think there's, 
I think we're not at that point yet because the vinyl thing is like, I don't know. It's like, oh, this is my, this is my dad's way of listening to it. I don't know. There's like a historical ontological thing to, to vinyl still. Like tape decks aren't quite there. Like we all kind of remember tapes, you know, but I don't remember ever buying music on vinyl. Like I was kind of like, I'm 35, but I'm not that old where I was like, oh, shit, I got to go to the record store. So I think there'll be a point possibly where it gets to that. I don't know in terms of say, like, I don't know sales figures and I don't like project the trends, but, you know, I think comparatively speaking, it's not as low as you would think between vinyl and tape. Like, I think they're pretty close as a niche format. Vinyl has obviously caught up with like a more mainstream, but fucking vinyl is like way more expensive. It's way more expensive and to even like run it, like you got to have the machine, you got to have the receiver, you know, you got to have all that equipment. So, I mean, you still need to do that with tape decks, but you can buy a Walkman or whatever. I don't know. I, I find the form factor appealing, especially for listening to music. So we'll see. I'm hope It's there, isn't it? It's like you got a little yeah. thing, you can just put it in your pocket and you can just go with it and you can just click it on. It's perfect for the apocalypse. It's perfect um, for the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, I'm like, like the opposite. <laughs> I prefer the vinyl because you get that big piece of art. You get that ritual of yeah. taking it out, putting it in. I mean, yeah, it's not portable, but that's what streaming's for nowadays or Bandcamp. No, I know. But there, there's yeah. no doubt. Like the art, like that's one of the main reasons I wanted to do the vinyl. I guess, the yeah. Like, I'm and really you made some sick artwork for that. Yeah, and so I'd really like to have a piece of that on vinyl on a vinyl packaging so there's no doubt that vinyl and, and vinyl's great like i love vinyl like i like listening to vinyl too uh, i do think i don't know for me tapes are more accessible for making music for listening to music and like i don't walk around with a walkman you know <laughs> i don't have oh, i don't have a walkman i do have a i have a walkman but it doesn't work anymore it's not even a walkman it's a sanyo piece of shit so it's not like you know i'm i'm not like the guy with like a walkman running around the park, you know, listening to my tapes. So, but like, I buy people's tapes, and I like to hear the different things that come of it. It really does have a sound yeah, I, unique to it, though, doesn't it? I mean, just messing around yeah. yesterday with that one I got, I just put some guitar in for, like, just improvised guitar for five minutes, and I was just blown away by, like, the, the graininess. It gives that kind of, like, I don't want to say haunted sound, but like a, a nostalgic, it's like instant yeah. nostalgic little, and then it you does. mess with the pitch just a little bit and it like trips it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it definitely does. It's got like a hollowness to it. It was probably Gold Garden though, I think, but that was just, that drum beat was like a fluke of, of just overdubbing. Basically it's two beats that sort of just worked itself out. So it was like stuff like that can happen when you're tracking on cassette or even, I mean, even on any, any sort of physical, like real or whatever, but specifically with my deck, you know, my, my multi-track, like it just sort of worked itself out that way. And it was like, shit, like a lot of happy accidents come from just messing around with hardware, I find. So it's the right, it, when you're writing, when you're, when you're tracking, are you, do you have to focus on different things comparing when you were on cassette and when you're in a door? Like what are your limitations when it comes to cassette? Um, definitely. Like I don't have like I 
like when we talked earlier, I like I don't have a great setup for hardware tracking. Like I don't have like, you know, EQ or preamps or like compressors or whatever. So like a lot of it is just sort of like real, you know, kind of like real. What's the word? I don't want to use it, the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> so I'll just, but yeah, it's just like, it's not, it's not a professional setup, I guess you could say, but it's definitely a different mindset. Like I'm not a great performer in terms of like overdubbing everything myself and performing it over and over and over again. Like that's complicated and it's hard to do as one person, especially when I have, you know, drum sheet machines going and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not great at that, but, you know, if I'm tracking a synth to my cassette, that's easy to do. And and it's a little more intuitive than than a, a DAW because you got to worry about MIDI. You got to worry about latency. You got to worry about, oh, am I going to use a soft synth? And, how you know, am I going to use a heart? Am I going to use my deep mind? Or how am I going to do this? I don't know. It's just nice to just pull up, you know, my deep mind or my pro one or whatever and and put it through the cassette and don't get me wrong i don't always do that like that's it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to do that so i don't i'm not incessantly working in, in hardware i kind of i kind of split it up a little bit more in hardware like the drum stuff is a lot more hardware i'd say when i need to be so i kind of just it's I, like i don't sort of segregate myself to one side or the other I kind of just like do whatever like I that's like I don't want to limit myself yeah like I don't want to limit myself too much to being like a hardware guy because I don't like I don't have a good hardware setup like I couldn't do like a hardware performance right now which is my goal at some point is like okay I just have to bring this this set of gear like this this gear here and I can perform live like I don't want to bring a laptop I don't want to bring I don't want to get like a novation trigger pad or i don't want to buy ableton just to use you know to to port my my you know master files over to which i was going to do and i'm like that no way like that's just me basically building new new songs new loops new arrangements so you know ultimately my goal would be to work in hardware mostly but it's a lot of money it's a lot of money i don't have right now <laughs> yeah yeah so i kind of make do with you what have, i have basically yeah i mean you have to you just do with what you can and then slowly evolve it yeah oh for sure do you have a, a preferred way of starting a song uh no i don't like i'll work in like i'll work and mess around with melody i have some basic theory knowledge uh when i was in you know just from growing up with music to some degree and like when i was in school originally for for audio engineering but that was like almost 20 years ago i mean i could play the keys but not the scales or what so you know i kind of just think about you know what what key do i want to work in i like working on the black keys a lot i think that's a big you know minors that sort of thing different modes mixolydian or, or whatever um yeah, I don't really have a process for that. I just sort of sit down and mess around. You know, I do work on the synth mostly first. Sometimes I'll have a drum thing that I'm doing that I might try. I find it harder to write drums first and then other stuff. Like the rhythms come after for me. 
a lot of the time, most of the time, uh, just because then I can get a feel for the, like how the song is panned out, you know, how it feels. That's like uh, some people like I, in electronic I, music. I think that's a thing. Is I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but working the drums almost like a metronome or something, working them in first. I know I find that to be sort of limiting. If I was writing a standard rock song, and I, I sort of spoke on this before, but I don't sort of work in song structure, like specifically, technically, because I just find it, I don't know, I find the shifts too, every time I do it, I find the shifts too much for me, like how I write the music. So I don't like have an A, A B or whatever format. Like I sort of just, it's more of a sound design approach, I guess. And I sort of lay stuff down, I work it, I work it, I work, like sculpting, you know, sound sculpting. You put a sound down and then just kind of move it through. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, oh, I want to add a bass line to this, so let me do this, let me do that. I need some, I need a chord progression. I don't know, I just, I don't get, I don't get too tied up with like, oh, I need to have a chord progression that does this. Oh, I need to have a melody in here. Obviously, it helps to have a melody in your songs so i'll have a melody in or something you know and i like to use um sort of i get they're not field recordings like i don't have a field recording set up but like in in uh, along the wind spear i used a couple of just recordings i did on my phone as sort of tonal like harmonic stuff or you know i guess to set the atmosphere like my influences a lot of them that sort of drove me to get back into music was with soundtracks so like a lot of that moodiness kind of carried over you know but i have like obviously go to like bands or whatever i listen to but i don't know i think the approach to soundtrack writing is sort of where i'm at you know and but i don't want i don't want to just do like an ambient piece um so i i want to get all the elements of like having a being in a band in there you know bass guitar you know uh, drums. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. It's, I don't know how it came to be. Serendipity is always the way forward. I've always, I've been at this pressure. I, mean, <laughs> I, I I don't pay much attention to what I make when I make it. It just kind of happens, you know. Just right, sit exactly. Down, exactly. Press some keys and hope for the best. The, uh, that brings me to an interesting point. So, I mean, obviously, your obviously your music and I mean, is one thing, but then of course you do a lot of your visual arts as well um mm -hmm. and i mean i was wondering do they come hand in hand do you write do you write and then create a piece of art for it or do the art and then the music or do they come are they separate which you then just combine so that's sort of how the whole thing started was i was doing those vignettes and they were sort of written before but they're in tandem with the, the video and like a lot of my background academically i guess you could say is an art like the fine arts and design you know and i was using like bare bones i didn't have any gear or anything like that you know i was just using reaper and a couple plugins my brother gave me or whatever and i was doing video so yeah at the time it worked in tandem like that but there was a point where i was like you know i'm gonna try just doing some song i just want to try it out see what happens and so at this point it's not like that. 
um, it's more like, okay, I'm going to do this song. If I'm going to do a video for it, then I'll sort of source material for it. You know, the videos have gotten progressively more psychedelic, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word. Um, and it's funny how it sort of relates to how I write music and how I do my, you know, just my design stuff, I guess, is like layers and, and like blending of themes or blending and composition, you know, thinking out composition of stuff. And I don't use crazy effects. A lot of it is just, oh, that works together. This is blended well, or, you know, your color correction, stuff like that. It's really basic stuff. It's not anything. It's just time consuming, you know, just like with a lot of the other stuff I do. It's just time consuming. So yeah, like at this point, it's kind of not a video project anymore, but that's what it started as. It was like me doing these video vignettes and like people were kind of liking them. And I was like, oh, but it was the music they were talking about. You know, it was like these the sample stuff or like the compositions I was doing. And I'm like, okay, I'll, be, I'll try that. Let me try that. And then I just sort of, I got really into it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna keep it up. So yeah, to, to answer the question, Right now, no, it's it's not really. I'm not thinking of a video as I'm writing. Let's talk about Golden Path real fast, because when we were talking last time, I, I liked that a lot, what you were saying. And I know that's your label imprint, but you, you have a whole like aesthetic behind it that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so like Golden Path has started out as like this little joke. My older brother, who also makes music, so I, I reference him a lot, but, you know, it started off as this, kind of just like this joke of like daily life sort of conflicting with our creative endeavors right and like for a while I had just sort of put aside any sort of creative I keep saying endeavor that's like the word but you know like any sort of creative hobby I guess for a long time for many years and so like it sort of became a sort of mantra for me of like the golden path is it's always in front of us you can't avoid things that are on it but it's okay to stop i guess stop and smell the roses that's so corny <laughs> but you know the idea is like you don't need to rush it. you don't need to end goal it's always it's ever evolving and it's sort of just this philosophy that we sort of get behind now it's like oh you know, shit, I don't feel like doing anything tonight. Oh, that's okay. That's the path, man. That's the path. And like, you know, we had some, you know, just some dumb inside jokes about it, but that's sort of how it became. It became more of like an important philosophy for us, like working creatively. It's like, and the, a lot of it sort of blossomed with like the whole promotion thing. And like, it's so, I don't know. I'm like conflicted with the promotion thing. Like I do it when I need to, or if I, I'm feeling up to it, but for me, it's like such a hard thing to break through on because everyone else is doing it. Everyone else seems to have a higher place on the totem pole, right, from where I'm standing. So it's just kind of a reminder that you don't, like, I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to worry about that stuff. You know, that's why that's why it's golden, because it's beautiful to me to, to not worry, you know, to not worry about that. It must be a very yeah. cathartic yeah. place to be. It's... Oh, it is, man. It's great. It's good fun, too, to joke around about it. 
like with the stupid terms that you know we were talking about evangelist today and like blade runner a soundtrack we were just making stupid jokes but like you know we were saying oh how he's you know he's at the end of the end of the path in the great hall of legends you know synth man evangelist <laughs> so you know we've got a little like lingo that we use with it so yeah it's kind of like turned into this little philosophy that we sort of go by and like we're like oh this is great for an imprint and like i don't know what we'll do with it if anything like we might do some stuff with it but you know he's doing his thing i'm doing mine like it's sort of just a place for us to dump music that we see fit to you know and really the the whole idea is sorry like it's a seal of quality like no that's okay it's like oh this is our testament to you like our our you know we reassure you that this is good stuff so take it take with it what you will that's sort of the end game with it end product you know we, we look at it as art that's kind of like highfalutin thinking i guess sometimes you know people get turned off by that but i don't know i feel it always has ring true to me like if you if you can't sort of settle on the fact that you're creating art you know and do it for art's sake then i don't it's kind of weird that you're into it right that's at least how i feel you don't have to be serious about it yeah but it's i mean in its own right that in itself goes full circle and that becomes something to market in its own right the idea of not doing it and the idea of doing it for anything but the art in its own right has become an aesthetic yeah. in its own kind of blossomed into into exactly. its own thing You've got a collab EP coming out with Spectre. Yep. I think September 4th pre-orders are going up. So I think probably okay. by the time people hear this, it'll be out, right? Assuming. Yeah. Yeah. What I thought so. Oh, around about, actually, actually, I think it'll be around, around about the, the second week of September. September. So, yeah. Okay. I have that. I have your remix, Michael, which I'm pretty happy with. And just quickly, like, going back to electronic music in general, like, I'm not a remix guy. I'm not a mixtape guy. So like I'm sort of I should say I'm not a guest mix guy. So I'm kind of like stoked about that sort of stuff. Doing that. Like I'm really happy with the remix. Yeah. Um and then I have I have a super secret compilation. I don't I can't say much about it right now that I'm gonna be on. And I'm really happy with that. It's gonna be super awesome compilation for charity. Um my brother mixed it. And he did bass on. He played bass on it. No fretless. He might have played yeah. fretless. Yeah. So, but it, that song was crazy. I wish I had it. I wish I had the master because I want to hear it. But it's kind of like it kind of ended up being like vaporwave. Really. Oh wow. Unintentionally, so or like some weird burial esque. Ooh. Um, weird, like groovy, groovy thing. No saxophone, but yeah, I don't know. It's like some post vaporwave stuff for me. Not intentionally so, but yeah. And then I have, that's it, I think. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you've got a lot coming through. You've got a lot coming through, and you've got a lot kind of getting your head under. It sounds like you're going to get yourself into a pretty cool rhythm. You've got everything yeah, for you sure. moving forward. Yeah, I don't want to oversaturate myself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to put too much of my stuff out all at once. Like, I, got, I was very productive this year, and I'm very happy, but. I don't want to burn out. I don't want to oversaturate. Even if that goes against what everyone feels or what the big players feel, it's too much pressure. 
but we'll see. I'll, if I put out another EP, it'll be earlier next year, probably. But I, I might do another compilation with Triplicate, actually. So yeah, compilations, and probably if anyone asks for remixes, I might do another remix or two. We'll see how that goes. And Matt, where uh, can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Bandcamp, surveychannel.bandcamp.com. And on Twitter and on your Instagrams. If you want to follow me on there, I don't post anything great, but that's exactly what I, 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 I Yeah, I would have to, I I would have to argue that point, but okay. Well, Matt, thank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming out and chat with us. It's been lovely. Yeah, guys. I really enjoyed it. We could do it again for sure. Yeah, thanks for hopping on, man. Yeah, and guys. giving me those drum secrets. No, you'll never know the, the true secret. No, <laughs> man. We'll see. I I have the cassette power now. We'll see what I can do. No, for sure. You just need the sampler now, man. <laughs> I know. One day. All right. All right, guys. All right. Take it All easy. Right, Matt, later. Good luck, the race. Always good talking with Matt and learning more about the path. We'll have new episodes every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific time. If, in the meantime, you want to get some more, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Audionautic or Audionautic Sounds, respectively. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.